I didn't know it was going to happen at that particular time, although I was aware that in the fairly near future that he would be retiring. Uh, I, I was amazed at the response uh, worldwide that came to the announcement of his resignation. Uh, <clears throat> that evening, uh, Channel 4 television had Jon Snow in uh, Old Trafford and uh, it was first thing on the ordinary news for uh, a day or two and uh, from various parts of the world that we have contact with uh, it was big news for example the uh, new york stock exchange uh, had uh, had a big part in it and uh, i know that's part of the business side of uh, Manchester United because uh, the football team is one aspect of a, a very, very big and uh, significant uh, uh, industry. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm delighted for Alex that he has re retired and uh, particularly I'm, I'm glad for his wife Cathy because Sir Alex has said in the last week that one of the reasons why he uh, retired at this particular time was that Cathy's best friend uh, her sister had died uh, last year and that it could be very lonely for Cathy herself with the family gone. And uh, I, I thought it showed the uh, human side of uh, Sir Alex in uh, coming to that decision. Why do you think he touched so many people? Because it, apart from winning, which is one thing and it, it's wonderful, but there were fans who were interviewed and I remember there was even one guy had to be sent home from work. He was so distraught. Um, there was something about him that, that uh, young people seemed to relate to in a particular way. I suppose the image that most of us had of uh, Alex was that uh, he was marching up and down the touchline at matches and looking at his watch, Fergie time as it's known as, and uh, he very often was uh, very angry with officials and things that happened in football games. And it's only when you get to know Alex and uh, seeing him in different situations that you begin to see that the very, very caring uh, human being uh, who wants to live life to the full and wants to help others uh, live life to the full. I, I believe that uh, the... Uh, the extraordinary response to, to Alex came very much from the fact that he was a real leader and not just a leader in terms of a football team, uh, but uh, he, he was a leader in uh, all the various contacts he, he made. And uh, I remember very well talking to a friend of mine uh, who was a doctor in uh, Manchester hospital and uh, he told me that Alex was coming to the hospital one day to talk to the staff and he had in front of him consultants and psychiatrists and psychologists uh, right uh, down to the, the porter and the people who cleaned the house, uh, the hospital and uh, Sir Alex kept him spellbound uh, for uh, an hour talking about leadership leadership in the hospital and he never once mentioned Manchester United Football Club mm -hmm. in the whole process. So that was an extraordinary uh, feat. And then uh, I experienced him very much doing the same thing when he came to Ireland to talk to uh, uh, groups that we had in Belvedere College uh, for the scholarship scheme. 
Yes, he came to do a, a fundraiser uh, there, and I remember that night I was there myself, and he he spoke about different aspects of leadership as he saw it. Uh, can do you remember that night and what he said and what what the vision that he had about what makes a good leader? Well, I I remember that night well. Uh, uh, a bit of the background of, of that was uh, I asked him after a game in Old Trafford uh, when I was up in his room. He's a small room in Old Trafford uh, that he brings his friends to after a game. And there'd be only about 12 people there. And Alex would arrive up about a half an hour after the game and he'd seen the team for a few minutes and uh, met the opposing manager for a drink. And uh, I had told him I'd like to talk to him privately for a little while. And uh, when he came up, he came over to me after a while and grabbed my arm and said, uh, come over here and sit down in the corner and we'll have a chat. And I told him about the Belvedere Scholarship Scheme, uh, the origin of it, uh, the purpose of it, and that it was to uh, help people who could not afford the fees in Belvedere College uh, to have an education in Belvedere College. And he listened very intently. And at the end of it, uh, he said to me, certainly I will uh, come over and uh, uh, have an evening with you uh, in a fundraising effort. And um, he said, the only problem is going to be the date. And uh, we'll have to work out the date. So the uh, date uh, it was a long time in coming. And I had gone out to Africa. And I got a phone call from Belvedere College one day and they told me, well, Alex has been in contact with us and he's given us a date, and it's such a date. And uh, he has told us that unless Father Joe comes back from Africa, I'm not going to Dublin. <laughs> I knew he had to have a fault somewhere. <laughs> so uh, uh, he, he, uh, he, he came uh, and uh, his... Um, his view of leadership was very much based, I, I think, on uh, an attitude towards hard work. Uh, he mentioned about the vision that uh, a leader has to have, but he, he also mentioned the, the hard work element in it and uh, the ability not only to have some sort of a vision in what you wanted to see from the football team, but also from the bigger uh, side of Manchester United and uh, be able to uh, communicate that to other people. He was very strong on the communication side of it. And it had to be done very simply uh, and consistently. And uh, all his uh, illustrations that night were from incidents he had with players over the last 27 years. And it was quite uh, uh, extraordinary. And uh, things, for example, like uh, in defeat, you had to uh, look at it, see what you could learn from it, and move forward. So uh, ever after that, when I've seen Alex give uh, a post-match interview, and uh, it's uh, amazing how he's always looking to the next game. Uh, the game you lost was finished. Uh, if you learned something for it and moved on to the next game, that's what a leadership is, is all about. And uh, it was interesting when uh, John Snow and that Channel 4 uh, news uh, night, uh, John Snow talked about the three aspects of Alex's uh, uh, life. Uh, the first was leadership. The second was teamwork. 
and they emphasise that very much. Not just uh, a teamwork in terms of being able to pass the ball to the next, the other player, and that, but teamwork in regard uh, to his staff, for example, uh, and teamwork in regard to looking after the younger players who might possibly be uh, uh, coming through the Manchester United youth scheme. And uh, so you had to research, you had to plan, you had to review your, your plan, and you had to give people hope that the next thing is going to be better. I remember that night and you talked about uh, the hard work that struck me too, because sometimes with celebrities and when you see the Rooney's and the Van Persie's and the, the um, Cantona's and you just think, oh, they're so talented, it's just so natural. And yet I remember he told the story about when people would all have gone home after training that you would see this low, this figure, this lonely figure out on the football field practicing their kicking and for penalties and that was Ronaldo. And that kind of sense of the, the, the really, really great people work hard. Well, I think that was part of Alex's life from the very beginning, from uh, his uh, early days in Glasgow. And he had to work hard uh, and right through his career uh, in reading about it. It's obvious that he uh, had hard work as an important part of it. Uh, it must have been about 18 months ago, uh, Alex was conferred with some uh, honour in Trinity College here in Dublin. And he was coming over uh, for it. And uh, I was invited to it. And I was sick. And uh, lo and behold, about a quarter to 11 that morning, a phone call came through saying that Alex was in Dublin and was coming out to see you. And uh, But he went uh, to Trinity that night. And he spoke to the students in such a way that I believe the province of Trinity said none of us would have the nerve to talk to the students about hard work, respect for their parents and uh, being able to develop the talents that they were given. And that was Alex's message uh, to them. But it comes very much out of his own life, his own life experience and the person he has become. And uh, it's shown in so many different ways. Uh, he, he does an extraordinary amount of research into teams and all of that type of thing. But he also um, shows it in the way that uh, he uh, engages with people. Uh, that's part and part of his leadership, his engagement with people, whether the people be uh, uh, young, whether they be in uh, Manchester United or the tremendous amount of charitable work that Alex does and nobody knows about it. Um, last Sunday in one of the tributes from Peter Schmeichel uh, he said that uh, he hoped now that people would get to know the other side of Alex Ferguson apart from the football side, the human side uh, of it and uh, that's what Alex is all about. And you got to know that side. Tell me how it all began and where you first met him and how your friendship developed? Well, uh, it's a story that I'm sure thousands of people in Ireland would have. Uh, I was in Belvedere College at the time and there was a, a man in there by the name of Tim Sheehy who did an extraordinary amount of work, voluntary work for Belvedere College uh, in an amazing way. But anyway, uh, Tim Sheehy was a fan of Manchester United. 
And I thought that one of the best ways I could uh, thank Tim Sheehy was by bringing him over sometime to see a match in Old Trafford. So uh, I knew that uh, one of the past pupils of the college, Marius Gallagher, was uh, a great friend of Alex Ferguson. And I approached uh, Marius. Uh, it was after a golf outing that I, I went out to have dinner with them afterwards. And uh, Marius said, fine, I'll ring you in the morning. So Marius rang the following morning and he went to the fixtures and he said, which one would you like? And I picked a, a fixture and then he said, I'll get on to that immediately. And later on in the day, he uh, phoned me and he said, that's fine for whatever date it was, uh, but I'm going to go with you, he said. And uh, we'll meet Alex after the match. So after the game, uh, we were brought up to this small little room and uh, we waited for about 35, 40 minutes before Alex arrives because he goes into the dressing room after a game to check on injuries and nothing else. And then he uh, has a drink with the opposing uh, manager and then he comes up to his room to relax. That was my first uh, uh, meeting with Alex. I, uh, at the end of that, he said to me, you have to come over here again. So I was over again. And uh, then Marius's uh, daughter, Elizabeth, was getting married. Uh, and she was been married in uh, Dunlavin, County Wicklow. They were had the reception at Mertzala. And um, I went down for the... Uh, practice the night before and I was staying down there and uh, Marius had uh, a little dinner for his friends which included Alex and Cathy who had come over for the uh, uh, occasion and um, uh, Alex that night we were in a, a pub in Dunlavin and uh, Alex uh, it was known that he was there the whole village knew about it and we were in this room in the back and we finished and uh, the pub was full as we were leaving. And of course, everybody turned around and wanted to meet Sir Alex. And this fellow came up anyway and uh, he had under his ordinary shirt a Man United shirt. And he pulled up the, the shirt and he said to Alex, will you, uh, will, will you sign that for me? And Alex signed it and another voice came from another fellow there. And he said, fair play to you, Alex. You wouldn't find Arsene Wenger in a pub in Dunlavin in Ireland of a Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Alex, uh, that was very much the human side of Alex. And then when we actually left the pub, it was quite amazing because the doors, this was about uh, half 11, and the doors of practically all the houses in Dunlavin opened. And little kids came running out, all with their piece of paper. Uh, to get Bush Telegraph was working. <laughs> Bush Telegraph worked. And Alex very quietly uh, smiled at them all and signed all autographs in the main street of Dundavan, the only street in Dundavan. Um, well, a so treat for the youngsters. Yeah. They must have been really excited. They, they, were, they were very excited. And uh, it's interesting, even last Sunday when Alex was talking after the game, he referred to his grandchildren, his 11 grandchildren, uh, which they mean so much to him. Um, 
So uh, Alex was uh, uh, a person who, uh, once he got to know you, was very relaxed and very, very appreciative of friendship. He is a gentleman and also a very uh, loyal friend. So you went back to the hotel then that that night and was it at mass and was it after mass at the wedding that you got chatting to him for a longer period or what? Well, no, uh, we got back to the hotel and uh, I was going up to my room, I was tired and I heard a voice. Father Joe, where are you going? Uh, and uh, I said, I'm going to bed. Come back here, I want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of Alex's directive uh, leadership quality. Uh, and we had a long chat that night about so many different things. Uh, and uh, then the, uh, a very funny thing happened at the reception the following day uh, after the wedding. Uh, there were about eight or nine of us there on the table and uh, at the table and uh, at a certain stage uh, we were getting ready for the speeches and Alex says, uh, right, she says, we're going to have a sweepstake on the, on the speeches and it's going to be on the length of the speeches <laughs> and uh, this is where it, the quality of he being a winner comes out. He wanted to get competition. He wanted to win. And he wanted the speeches to be short. <laughs> and he wanted the speeches, to, well, to short to, to his time that was down on the, on, on, on the list. So I got up anyway and I gave my speech and when I came back, he looked at me and he said, Joe, he said, if you had been 30 seconds shorter, I'd have won this prize. <laughs> So he's, uh, he, he's, he's a man who has a sense of humour. He's a man who uh, uh, likes meeting people. Uh, but he has a very strong, uh, I, I suppose, vision of where he wanted his football team to be. And was, is that a competitive streak? I, I want to talk to you about, um, what, say the night he said you stay behind and he ordered you to come down, you know, um, t to talk to him. Was it because you were a, a Jesuit and a priest? Did he want to talk about religious things? Does that interest him at all? Or was it just the human conversation and maybe what you might, um, you know, know about things and being Irish and whatever? Well, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's very interesting because, uh, well, Alex, I would say, uh, once he knows you, once he uh, is your friend, whatever you want to call that, uh, he is uh, an extraordinarily, uh, I suppose, sensitive person. And uh, we talked about many things that night. And as you asked the question about religion, uh, I remember Alex saying to me, uh, uh, I'm not a religious person, but I want to do what's right. And he says, uh, but Cathy is. Cathy uh, is the religious person in our house. And uh, I'm delighted she is. Uh, because she's a great person. And uh, so he has that honest streak. Uh, but again, uh, I remember well, he, uh, his friend, Marius Gallagher, was uh, very sick about uh, a year ago, 18 months ago, and Alex came over to see him. And uh, so I, I was there with them, and uh, I... Uh, 
was leaving and Alice came over to me and he said, I want to say a very big thank you to you for saying mass for Cassie's sister who has died. It means an awful lot to us. So uh, there is that deep down, as a meaning to life. Uh, he has a sense uh, that there are sacred things in life, things very important in life. Uh, and uh, he, he is what I would call a very good human being who has a sense of God and what life is all about. And he wants to help people to go on that way. Now, you mentioned that he was very sensitive. I would be scared of him. I mean, I think people who look on from the outside, certainly somebody like me would think, oh, he would be scary now if you were either eight across him or if you didn't live up to a certain standard. And, you know, certainly he wasn't afraid to tell players to go walkies if they were, you know, threatening, if they got above their station, um, as, as he perceived it. So there's a, a fairly hard streak there that, that I wouldn't like to cross. There is a hard streak there, and that's why I think one of the reasons why he's so successful, that uh, he uh, values winning, and it's important for him to win. And there's not a game that he uh, sends the team out on that he wants them to win. But at the same time, uh, I, I think uh, when he has lost, he accepts that very quickly because he's thinking of winning the next time. And uh, there was a, a fascinating article last Sunday's Times by Peter Smeichel on Alex Ferguson. And uh, uh, Peter gives uh, a, a very good insight into the person who he knew as his manager and he loved as his manager. And he obviously still in contact uh, uh, with him. But uh, uh, Peter Smeichel would say that some of the things we hear about Alex Ferguson uh, hair dryer, the, the hair dryer. Oh, so close For to your example. face that he dries your hair. Yeah, but uh, Peter would say that uh, the uh, hair dryer treatment lasted for about two seconds, and then it was over. You know, you moved on to the next thing. And uh, uh, Alex is a very spontaneous person. He comes out. You can see that in the dugout when he uh, at, at matches and, and that. But uh, once things are finished, he finished with them. He doesn't. Uh, hold a grudge against a person uh, for that. He he knows when uh, a person's time in Old Trafford is finished, uh, and uh, he has uh, a very, I suppose, businesslike uh, way to treat that. But uh, it doesn't mean he hasn't sympathy uh, uh, for them. Uh, at the same time, um, he he was talking about the one day he was talking to me about. Uh, one of the hardest times he had was when Phil Neville left uh, Manchester United and uh, how Phil came to his home to talk to him about it. And But Alex said, I knew it was the right time for him to leave and uh, I tried to support him in doing that. So there is the hardness there. He wouldn't have got where he was without it. Uh, but there's the other side also of, of Sir Alex. You talked about Sir Alex coming over as and raising money, helping to raise money for the Belvedere College Scholarship Scheme that allows um, students from the, around the area who mightn't otherwise be able to go to Belvedere to attend that school. 10% actually, it's, it's a great scholarship scheme. Uh, did he come again? How many times has he done that? When the recession hit uh, Ireland, uh, 
one of the, I suppose, we all lost money on, in some form or other, uh, but the uh, Belvedere Scholarship Scheme, their investments went down. And uh, Alex heard about this. And his response was, I'll come over and do another night for you. And he did. And that second time, the uh, celebration was held in Croke Park. And Alex was extremely delighted with and impressed by the way he was received in Croke Park. Not by the people who came to the session, but before that, where the GAA had a special reception for him and he was shown all over the stadium, the facilities and all of that. And uh, Alec was delighted with that. He felt that the GAA uh, had uh, embraced him, taken him in, uh, and uh, probably would love him to be manager of some of the uh, county teams at some stage or other. But I dairy city, my dairy. <laughs> and uh, he's not another Mikko Dubar who can go on forever. <laughs> Tell me about Ireland and, and Sir Alex Ferguson. How does he feel about the country? Alex is very, very interested in Ireland and loves coming over here. Um, at the beginning, when uh, Alex was appointed as manager of Manchester United, uh, he rang his friend Marius Gallagher and uh, he told uh, Marius Gallagher that Ireland was very important for Manchester United and he wanted to know if he could ring Marius at any time to discuss about Ireland and to be informed about Ireland. Uh, and uh, that is very significant uh, for uh, for him. Uh, also, uh, he's got a great interest in history, but particularly since he arrived uh, as manager at Manchester United in Irish history. And he knows Irish history very well, and uh, he reads about it. And uh, he, he's uh, an avid reader. That's one of the things that he, I suppose he, he does. Uh, reading on, uh, particularly on history and on leadership. They're the two main topics uh, he has. So he, he studies his own job in a way, or his own job and the development of it. That's right. And uh, you know, we would call it in uh, uh, the keeping the staff up to standard or we might uh, talk about continuing to form the staff. And that's a regular thing. Alex does that naturally now. Uh, and uh, he's, he's a very, very uh, alive person, very interesting to discuss about anything. Uh, and uh, he, he is just uh, uh, the sort of person that you're glad to have in company because it would never be uh, dull. Never be dull, and there's always a bet to be had on the next speech yeah. or whatever. Had, yes. Did yes. he did he ever mention an Irish leader that he might have admired or question you about well, them? he was very interested in Michael Collins, very interested in Michael Collins. And uh, he, he was uh, also uh, very interested in uh, the uh, whole development of the Irish state, what brought about the Irish state, uh, the issues that were there, and uh, he uh, it was a man who was thinking about these things himself. Uh, it wasn't that he just read it in a book, but it sort of had to filter through his own values. And he was a man who had uh, real moral values and, that's, uh, and has them and has lived by them. And uh, that's, again, one of the aspects of the brand of Manchester United. That's why there's a business. 
and, and very uh, uh, important business f for all the people involved in it. Uh, but Alex has his standards as a person and as a manager. Yeah, and that's important because all over the world, and it is a global phenomenon and it is a brand, but football does mean things to people. It's not just a business or my team or I bet on it. It's, it's actually something that, as we saw from the reaction, it, it really hits people in their soul somewhere. Now, it's not a religion, but certainly for some people, it, it, it gives a type of meaning. There's something happening there within the sporting arena. You've loved rugby. You know the importance of it. So it is important, therefore, that the kind of people associated with it have something more to offer than just winning or losing. Well, uh, Alec has that and his interest in leadership and his reading on leadership uh, have developed that. And uh, I, I think any talk he gives to a group, uh, it will be about leadership because he is interested in leadership for life. It, it's not just for a football team, but it's what goes to make a, a, a life that's... Uh, I suppose, fully using the talents of each person in it. And that's part of what he's about. I was struck by the fact that he will still be around. I was thinking of Pope Francis and Pope Benedict. <laughs> he's, David Moyes has a Pope oh, yes. lurking in the background there. How difficult do you think would it be for somebody like Sir Alex, who has been so hands-on, who is very much into the team thing, to 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 pull back and to say your call, not mine, or, you know, to, to, to hold back on those opinions? Well, I, I, I would think that um, uh, Alex, um, he knows what he's doing at the moment. Last Sunday, he asked the faithful in Old Trafford to get behind and to support David Moyes. And I'm sure that's Alex's primary thing, to support him. Uh, and I would think that... Uh, <coughs> Alex will be the type of person who will uh, help David Moyes with his advice, but will not be interfering with him. Uh, I think that's part of his strengths. He knows the limitations of what he's doing. Uh, and uh, I, I, w I would think that while he's still involved as a director of Old Trafford, <laughs> as an ambassador uh, for the club, that uh, he will be of tremendous value when David Moyes decides to ask him something. And uh, I, th I think that will be a good relationship because obviously uh, it is known that he recommended David Moyes to the board and the board unanimously accepted it. Uh, but he, uh, David Moyes was Alex's choice. Yes, and it's interesting. I think in the overall like lessons that we, we learn from life and, and from the way things work, and those lessons can be, as, as Ignatius would say, finding God in all things, we can learn them anywhere. That, say, somebody like David Moyes, you know, who might have the ethos at heart of Manchester United, which is that you don't give up just after things go wrong the first time and that people get a bit of a chance. You know, I'm thinking of... Um, say somebody like um, I'm think what I'm thinking of is Mancini who got a year at, at Man City and he's gone it's very cruel and it would appear very short-sighted that the kind of and the kind of example that gives to the thousands of young people who follow 
Premiership soccer and, and, and below and who just love it and love their teams, that somehow like you're no good if you don't win a trophy and if you don't win it fast. It's very contrary to the ethos of Man United and to what you say was what um, Alex Ferguson stood for. Well, Alex uh, said last Sunday on the, the pitch uh, that uh, when he had hard times and he was referring back to the when he came to uh, Manchester United, uh, the club, the uh, team and the uh, supporters all backed him. And it was something like six years before he won a, a trophy, before he won the league. And... Uh, uh, I, I would uh, think that Manchester United, in uh, picking David Moyes, whom I don't know at all, but uh, to me it is saying that we're interested not just in a quick fix that many other clubs have gone for and to win a trophy within a certain length of time, but we have gone for somebody who uh, will bring forward Manchester United from where Alex has brought it to. And that's an, that's a style of leadership. Uh, and uh, it's a style of leadership that uh, I think it, it will uh, be in the future. Uh, for example, Alex was a, a very good, charismatic, uh, inspirational, but a directive uh, leadership. That's beginning to change now into more of a participation, uh, emphasizing the team, the way we work together. Uh, the respect we have for the people who uh, we are working for and for the people who are working with us. Uh, respect for the individuals. Uh, like, for example, last Sunday, I was very impressed by the fact that uh, Alex Ferguson, in thanking everybody, he mentioned Paul Scholes because Paul was retiring, which was fair enough. But the only other person he mentioned was... Uh, uh, one of his players, Fletcher, who is sick. And he took him out for special mention. The, the person who, because of his illness, couldn't play anymore and was an important player to him. And uh, I, I, I think that's we're moving into a different type of leadership. So David Moyes might have a different style uh, to so like you won't see him looking at the watch and uh, telling referees what he thinks of them. All the rest of it. Referees will be breathing a sigh of relief. <laughs> But at the same time, uh, there was uh, one of the uh, uh, referees, I forget his name now, wrote last Sunday's uh, Times again on Alex. And he says, behind it all, you had this man whom you knew was interested in the, uh, in the game and for the best in the game. I was also struck by something you said there, that when they, when you, after the match that you attended, that they, Sir Alex, and the managers have a drink afterwards with the opposing team. Does is that normal? I didn't know that happened yes. because it looks so perfunctory when they're walking off the pitch. It's like you know they hardly barely speak to one another. Nearly, um, it's it, it's nice and it, it good. Of fans knew that because there is something about in football that I think is say different from GAA, where like in GAA we all mix together and we're roaring our heads off and having a dig maybe in the stands. But the minute the game's over, we turn to the person behind us and say, oh, well done, even if they you're gutted inside. Th that doesn't seem to infiltrate down to the fans in, in, in soccer. Well, it is known and it's talked about. For example, uh, Jose Mourinho, when he was coming to play in Old Trafford, uh, 
would be looking forward to this drink and he'd have a special uh, wine for Alex when Alex went down to his club and that. And I, I think there is the uh, uh, Managers Association that Alex was very involved in and uh, that uh, I think it's very important and it's very good to see that and to know what happens. And uh, it's, uh, it's sad when a manager doesn't do that now, which is uh, taken as normal in English football. Will you continue your friendship, I presume, um, with Sir Alex? Uh, what do you see in the future? I said before that uh, Alex was a gentleman and a true friend. And uh, I, I believe that deep down. And uh, while we mightn't meet for uh, a long time, uh, when we do meet, it'll be important to us. And we recognize that if I was stuck and wanted help that I knew Alex Ferguson could give me, I wouldn't hesitate and ask him. And I think that's the sign of, of true uh, friendship. And, uh, you know, the little things we have here in the house I'm in at the moment during the summertime, we have uh, a group of children from Kenya, Nairobi, who come out here. All of them have HIV AIDS and uh, none of them have any known relation. And uh, Alex, in hearing about this, sends over each year a big package of presents for them. Uh, now, that's the type of person he is. That uh, he, He's glad to do that. And uh, I, I would uh, say that I, I consider Alex to be a friend of mine and will consider him for the rest of my life. And I know that uh, he's the same, which is an awful lot to say about anybody. I think uh, we... We, we live and grow in terms of friendship, relationships. And we're very lucky if we have some friends who are not just the ordinary friendship of everyday life, but as I say, if you're stuck, you know that they're going to support you in whatever way they can. And just finally, we're putting out a warning here. Do not look to Joe Dargan for tickets to Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> because that is not your role. Go through the valid channels. <laughs> well, that's always a, a, a question that uh, uh, we, I, I have to, to face. And uh, I don't think it's fair, particularly in the way I've got to know Alec, uh, that I don't think it would be fair on me to put him in a position that he would have to say no. Uh, I would... My instinct is, if there are tickets uh, there, he would uh, willingly uh, give me uh, tickets. But uh, I, I don't think it's fair on the friendship between us. And I respect him for that. And uh, I, I, it's a different thing for him to invite me over to Old Trafford. Uh, but uh, I, w I wouldn't impose Sir Alex on that. And uh, I suppose... Uh, in the end, that was a very interesting little piece by the uh, uh, Professor Bone from the uh, Manchester Business School during the week on Sir Alex and what it meant to him as, uh, I, I suppose, as somebody looking on. And he would say that 
Alex Ferguson was very successful because he set the highest standards for himself and others. Uh, he also appointed good people around him. And finally, he gave them responsibility. And that's what made up a great team. And I think that's the enduring uh, tribute to Sir Alex, that uh, he has left something huge behind him. And it's for David Moyes to carry it on.